So like you can see the switch on his Instagram, like before and after the um, the the crackhead yacht party. What, because when he like, had to step down? Yeah, because before it, it's like he's definitely getting someone to like do stuff for him because it's like, you know, formatted videos from OAN to like that are cropped for Instagram and like professionally taking photos of him at some disgusting function. And then after after he went on the radio and was like, I'll be a good boy. <laughs> like, it's just all like shitty pictures that he's taking and screen recordings and like, just all all these hangouts where he's with um like Jerry Lee Lewis and he's definitely going <laughs> it's like going he's with like a 190 year old Jerry Lee Lewis and he's holding a mask in his hand like this is one of the most low IQ hangouts I've ever seen <laughs> because it's like he's in a house with like a bunch of old people in July of 2020 and half of them are wearing masks um a quarter of them like in Ways I've actually never seen anyone wear a mask, like over their eyes. <laughs> um, and he, Jerry, Jerry, who's like closest to the a man who was born uh, before the Confederacy was even formed, and Jerry Lee Lewis um, is just holding his mask in his hand, and he's tapping his leg. Look how he's tapping his leg, like he's yeah. about to free base, or he just ha- he. Oh yeah, that's a totally natural. What the fuck are you doing there? That that's Jerry not Jr. someone who's just geeked out of his mind on amphetamines or something. Yeah. Uh, Jer- Jerry Lee Lewis, another guy who got in trouble with his evangelical fan base for, you know, having sex with his cousin. Yep, that's true. Yeah, this is the turn up, the turn up event. He was, I believe, uh he's a direct relation to uh Jimmy Swaggart. Jerry Lee Lewis. Like they were like their cousins or something. Jimmy Jimmy Swaggart was the one who like cried, right? He was the big I have sin. Uh, Hartman used to do him on SNL, just weeping. Like, what the what are you? What the fuck are you doing? Like, just him, just standing normal in a picture. He does it in like a crackhead way. That is like he's such a base head. What is his arms out like that? Go back to the Baker buckets full of puppies. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh yeah, we uh, yeah. This is Felix. Sorry, uh, just for context here, this is Felix stalking the Instagram page, the now locked Instagram page of Jerry Falwell Jr. Yeah. for the show. Yeah, who uh, is now just vibing since he decided that just doing the make work non job of being in charge of his dad's university and having like his uh, his Pilates instructor plow his wife in front of him. Uh, he, that was oh, too shit. much work. That was too much responsibility. Now he's just vibing. Jerry, I, it just occurred to me now. Jerry Falwell actually built a deucing chamber at Liberty University. <laughs> he legit did. <laughs> he le- like he actually created like yeah. a, a private gym for his wife and her trainer. Yep. He legit did that. He really did that. God, that's such Roman. That's like something fucking like uh, Hadrian would have done. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. used used uh, imperial funds to b- build a giant gym and then give it as a gift to his favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's like you you either if you're a conservative you either have to hate him because it's like well we had this we had this like religious right movement and now this guy's like fucking basehead son it's just like everyone's <laughs> mad at him he's like every time every time we would get him on something he'd just be so low energy like serotonin depleted or like just fucked up like the radio apology where he's like oh uh, you could put me over your knee if you think I've done bad but or you can be ultra traditionalist and be like this guy's awesome 
this guy behaves like a man, a pre-Christian man. Exactly. He is uh, a true aristocrat, a natural aristocrat. Yeah. That he, like all true aristocrats, disdains bourgeois morality and a, a, considers it below him. He doesn't pretend to be one of the uh, middle schmucks like uh, our, uh, the other like lame uh, elites of our fake meritocracy. Yeah, so right here I'm looking at like his uh, Christmas celebrations in 2020, and um, it looks like he got just a big Rubbermaid container of puppies for his family, which yeah. is that is such a crackhead. Buddy. That is a crackhead. Hey everybody! <laughs> Surprise! Here's six uh, golden six retrievers, small animals that you're in charge of now. Yeah. That's your present. Just the format he got them in yeah, is so bucket. insane. It's literally, it's a fucking plastic bucket it's it's the obama baker bucket <laughs> for dog uh, for, for family survival food folks uh the policies of uh joe biden are uh, gonna send us all uh to the apocalypse you gotta be ready there's a really good one there's like probably the best selfie you've ever taken um i think just like make this the he's so he's so happy look at him He's beaming <laughs> he's beaming he's glowing well he he's got glowing. a speedball he got like the yeah. moderna and mainline coke but speaking of like being above the not only above bourgeois morality but above bourgeois political neuroses he's a conservative who he doesn't have to pretend to not want the vaccine because he wants to go to phone parties he wants to go yeah. to the club and they require vaccines to get there he, he needs to do he needs to take molly with his nephew yeah a phone party he's and not getting a lot to you can't i mean yeah if you, you don't have the passport you're not getting in the phone party yeah it's like oh, oh my bodily autonomy fuck off i want to be with the phone he's like no yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm worried about a, a, exercising control of my wife's bodily autonomy. I don't care about the government. Yeah, he was probably like ambivalent on the vaccine because he's he's like really about getting money and getting guys to do disgusting things. That's the uh, whole point. That's everything but, is pointed towards. That. He yeah, he was ambivalent about it, but they're like, oh, we might like we might uh, open like uh, Virginia Bergheim before you get to like sixty percent vaccination. <laughs> and he's like, oh my god, I. He like got certified as a nurse to give people shots. <laughs> so the the caption for this is got the first Moderna vaccination today. The place at Candler Station, old TJ Maxx, was almost empty. Please get vaccinated so our nutcase of a governor will have less reasons for mindless restrictions. <laughs> <laughs> He means mindless restrictions on uh, morality or on yeah. traditional sexual morality. Yeah. But a mindful restriction, like a harness or something. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ball gag, yeah. maybe. He's, he's, uh, I hope he doesn't find out that I'm, he won't find out. No, he won't. Uh, yeah, he won't soft block um, me. Uh, before we get officially started today, hi, it's Chapo. Hello. Um, audio issues solved. Chris mm -hmm. Wade is in the cut. That was all my bad. fault, by the way. Yeah, it's not about it's, being blamed. It's not about whose fault it is. Well, it it's Matt's mine. fault. It was my fault. We were having a bong smoking contest. <laughs> um, before we get into uh, just speaking of uh, other, other political figures who are cool but also in trouble. Uh, could someone explain to me what's going on with that guy, Henry Quaylar? Like the FBI raided his house. It's oh, like, right. Uh, so... All I know about him from friends who uh, are aware of things in the in the Beltway and whatnot is that he uh, this might have nothing to do with his the raid on his uh, on his office, but it's the only thing I know of that might have caused it to happen is that he is essentially uh, a uh, paid lobbyist for the Gulf Cartel. <laughs> That's awesome. 
So this might have caught up with him. We'll see. And he was like a very right wing Democrat who Nancy Pelosi supported over. I remember when I was a Daily Coast kid in like the the aughts, they were trying to get that motherfucker out of office. They were trying to primary him. They've been trying to do it. The progressives have been trying to get him out there for 20 years. He's dug in like a tick. Dug in like an Alabama tick. Dude, those now they might have they might have gotten him as part of uh, Macedon. We don't know. (laughs) This could be Patriots being in charge. Those like damn, those move on people did not know how close they were to being stuffed in steel drums. That's fucking <laughs> scary, dude. Like all those nice like libs you knew in like oh seven on Daily Cause were like, let's get a real Democrat in there. And it's like they had no idea they were going you up. You can hear a chainsaw getting started in the background. Yeah. God damn, dude. Yeah. Um they needed their own they needed a move on Sicario. <laughs> Marcos, Marcos Molitsakis' yeah. head is put on a highway overpass. Yeah. Marcos Molitsakis, he's my bird dog. <laughs> All right, moving on. I, well, this is this is the first story I want to talk about today. Uh, NBC News, CIA says Havana syndrome, not result of sustained campaign by no. hostile power. What? Okay, no. like now I believe in Havana syndrome. But okay, like this is interesting because this is an NBC News article written by Ken Delanian, who I know we've covered on the show before, and he is a little CIA media cat's ball. He's right. like, he's their mouthpiece in, in, in like national security reporting or like any reporting about the CIA. He's their go-to guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to read like the beginning of this article here. It says, in a new intelligence assessment, the CIA mm-hmm. has ruled out that the mysterious symptoms known as Havana syndrome are the result of a sustained global campaign by a hostile power aimed at hundreds of US diplomats and spies. Six people briefed on the matter told NBC News. In about two dozen cases, the agency cannot rule out foreign involvement, including many of the cases that originated at the U.S. Embassy in Havana beginning in 2016. Another group of cases is considered unresolved. But in hundreds of other cases of possible symptoms, the agency has found plausible alternative explanations. Like crickets, (laughs) which is apparently most of them. The CIA declined to comment. The idea that widespread brain injury symptoms have been caused by Russia or another foreign power targeting Americans around the world, either to harm them or to collect intelligence, has been deemed unfounded, the sources said. People who have experienced possible Havana syndrome symptoms and have been briefed on the assessment have expressed deep disappointment, the sources said. (laughs) Some have pointed out that the CIA's finding are considered an interim assessment and that they were not coordinated with other agencies, including the Defense Department. CIA just kind of struck out on their own, a person briefed on the findings said. In a statement, a group that represents U.S. officials who have been reported suspected incidents said, the CIA's newly issued report may be labeled interim and it may leave open the door for some alternative explanation in some cases. But to scores of dedicated public servants, their families and their colleagues, it has a ring of finality and repudiation. Oh my so, God, their lived, their lived experience is being discarded. Okay, so like, uh, so like, well, there's a couple things to talk about here. Like, what do you think is going on here that like the CIA through their approved media out through their approved media mouthpiece is saying, yeah, this is this is bullshit. We got nothing on it. They're making it up. Well, I mean, they, didn't say, they didn't say they're making it up, but they said like the idea that is that the, the, the sci-fi weapons of which there's no evidence for ever existing are being used to like cook right. the brains, which is of, the thing we already knew. I yeah, mean, like that's the deal. Like this was so, like, not anything. Why, why do you think though? Like, me, point me, of, in, for the last couple of years, I have my theory, but let me ask you guys: like, why do you think the CIA is giving up the ghost on Havana syndrome and the CIA specifically? Because like as as alluded to in the article, like these other intelligence agencies feel like they're left out in the cold, and they're like, oh, all our employees, like we we stand with uh, Havana syndrome sufferers my my first guess is because I mean anyone 
could have said as soon as they validated it and say this is a real thing and people uh, are getting it uh everyone could have said oh that means more people are going to say they have it and yeah and that's exactly what happened and maybe they got to the point where like nobody was even answering the phone exactly everybody was exactly in their awful condos and tyson <laughs> yes. rolling around no, going, no, i Matt- got this you hit the nail on the head and we didn't talk about this before but like i think what's really going on here is essentially the same thing as like biden and the cdc being like yeah if you feel, just stay home for the weekend but come to work on monday it's right, fine yeah. like you know you don't need to quarantine for two weeks anymore right, yeah. like just get back to work yep. gotta get back to work gotta get people back in the offices yep. and i think this is the cia's version of that like they're trying to start a war with russia right now right and all their employees are like I have I have a syndrome. I can't. I need to work remote. I need to stay home. I can't go into Lang. I can't go into the. I can't go into the psyops department at Langley anymore because yeah. it's just I'm scared of of the radiation that's everywhere. They're all like Michael McKean and Better Call Saul. So I think the CIA being yeah. like enough of this bullshit. You got to come into the office. You got to get back to work. We're going to war with Russia. Yeah, I haven't been able to get in touch with my handler in like three months, <laughs> <laughs> and they just they always just have the going away message, and it's just about you know. The, having the courage to live your truth and it's like that's not good i i have sympathy for them you know as a great man once said work sucks i know <laughs> but like there's a religion where you seem to get a bunch of three-day weekends that you could convert to <laughs> you don't have to pretend to be sick look at what you did you annoyed everyone <laughs> you annoyed everyone so much to the point to the point that they're having to use the news like an intercompany newsletter <laughs> <laughs> Look how I mean, yeah, annoying that's like you're being. has the byline yeah. on this piece. So like, literally, yeah. No, he's like the head of HR. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, everybody, come on. You, you could have just been Jewish. Take, you take yeah. some Pedialyte and get back to work. Yeah, you could have just been Jewish, and you could have been like, oh, I have Sukkot. Like, I can't come to work. Today. And you would have and had the exact been like, okay. same uh, number of health conditions and strange right. maladies that you would take you out of work. Dude, yeah. we love taking medicine. Okay. You could have taken all the medicine you wanted, but you had to irritate everyone in the world. (laughs) Like the guy, there's like a bald guy who like, he, this is like trite by now, but like he does literally just look like a soy jack. And he, he, his thing was being like the Aaron Brockovich of Havana syndrome in the CIA. And they're like, no, they're, they're, it's a cover up. They're not admitting that we have it. And it's like, how do you keep doing that after Congress unanimously passes a law right. saying that your fake illness is real? That's the other thing. It's like they already got the money. Yeah, they already got like, the health care. Health care. Hey, this this no. MRI spends good no matter what. I think it's the same thing with like commercial real estate. Langley is just like we have this big ass <laughs> building and all these fucking all, all our bitch ass employees are just like, I can't leave the house. I need to be the, remote. The, the on-site Panera has <laughs> yes. seen a cratering <laughs> of its revenue. They're going to sue us for breach of contract. I mean, like and there's also the, I mean, there's also the possibility that like uh, they're leaking this now because there's a more damning revelation coming that's going to be leaked to someone who's the cat's paw another intelligence agency i mean like the wheels easier. within wheels yeah. <laughs> uh, i'm just going to skip to the end of this uh, rep- uh news piece it says uh still the report marks a significant change of tone from the biden administration which has made a point of demonstrating that it is taking the incidents more seriously than the trump administration did and has repeatedly emphasized the need to take victims seriously <laughs> secretary of state anthony blinken in comments on nbc msnbc last week recalled having met with state department employees who have come forward reporting incidents i've heard them I've listened to them. 
you can't help but be struck by how these incidents disrupted their lives and their well-being, Lincoln said. We're doing everything we can to care for them. I love it's like, what, what a bullshit statement that is. Like, you can't but help but be struck by how these incidents disrupted their lives and well-being. I mean, he's not really saying like, oh, like we can't help but be struck about how they're all, all, all of them were uh, warped by an invisible death ray. No. But he's just like, I heard them. And they really they're are valid. upset. They yeah, really they're are. Sad. Yeah. They're, they're sad. Tummy, they're they're very upset. Genuinely hurt. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's really coming off like an administrator at Oberlin here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, Sorry no, about yeah. the bond me. Yeah. <laughs> we will do better. We, yeah. Ramen we hear day. how upset you are. Yeah, ramen day in the cafeteria was a painful time for everyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I do think, though, if, uh, if I don't think this is the last we've heard of Havana syndrome, no. especially if we do go to war with Russia. Over the Ukraine, I feel like afterwards, uh, Havana syndrome is going to be like the sinking of the Lusitania to like explain why the hell we did that idiotic thing yeah. to fight with fucking Russia over fucking Ukraine. It's like, no, they were microwaving the brains of our precious operators. <laughs> yeah. Not even our operators, though. Like no, our, they're all the operators. office operators. No, those are operators. Are, yeah. If you have a lanyard and you have a clearance, you're an operator because you are in the shadow war. Yeah. You're fighting in the mindscape. In space, you know, some people, some guys, some guys, they fight with a gun. Some guys are email warriors. That's kind of scarier because you can, if you're a veteran, you don't have to be around guns your entire life, right? You probably are for just whatever reason, because like, what else are you gonna do? You made the government give you a dog so you don't scare your wife. You did all this shit, but you can't stop emailing. Can't stop emailing. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the Overeaters Anonymous. That's a tough one because you can't go cold turkey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, and there's going to be, I bet there's like a Chris Kyle, this guy. He sent the most emails. And got the most. <laughs> got the most replies yeah, to the email. Got the most kills from those emails. <laughs> he, he, start, yeah. he even uh, uh, would email people he didn't even have to just so that he could get the record for most emails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, he would. <laughs> he has several elementary school age pen pals that he emailed as well. <laughs> he, uh, like, he went to. He went to uh, he went to the East Coast after Hurricane Sandy and was just freelance like emailing people, <laughs> emailing looters. Yep. Um, and he's he's gonna die, you know, because he's going to he's gonna take like a group of uh, other traumatized CIA email back, people. Yeah, and be like, we're okay, we're going to the range to get to inbox zero. <laughs> and one of them just yeah. He's going to freak out. A guy with carpal tunnel syndrome is no, going to no, no. freak like a, out. A guy with carpal tunnel syndrome will hear the slack update noise and then just freak out and shoot six people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll be like, goodbye, American emailer. We love you. American emailer. <laughs> yeah. uh, just last paragraph of this NBC uh, news report. It says here, U.S. officials said the CIA report does not change the Biden administration's broader approach to, approach to Havana syndrome, including the emphasis on eliminating stigma Encouraging employees <laughs> with suspected incidents to come forward yeah, no, and ensuring proper medical care for those affected. Okay, well they got the health care. I think, but like, I, I think they're. This is cap. This is all about. They're like, we are not. We are like actually doing the opposite of encouraging you to yeah. come forward. We've removed the stigma. We've given you the bullshit health care that no one else no, has in America. Fucking work. Yeah, just get back to fucking work. Do your goddamn jobs. Yeah. I I have to say now that I know that they're removing the stigma, I will start paying my taxes again. <laughs> That's what was keeping me from doing it. Well, uh, moving on from the uh, Havana syndrome, uh, there is a there's a there's a there's a there's a piece in the New York Times today 
uh, how uh, the lowest point in my lifetime, how 14 independent voters feel about America. Hell yeah. And this is like, oh, this is man. classic. This is, a, this is Patrick Healy and Adrian Rivera, the New York Times, did a, did a focus group with 14 undecided independent voters run by Frank Luntz. So that's, Luntz. How, you, that's how you know. It's, it's, we it's love Luntz. Luntz, don't we, folks? You know what? A Luntz focus group, that's as good as it gets for me. <laughs> yeah. Put yeah, it on the 70-inch plastic screen with some pasta bolognese and uh, Diet Coke. It's, so this it's is the um, closest thing you can get to going up to a Labrador retriever and being like, "What do you think of the president?" <laughs> yeah, where well, are I you mean, at on taxes? This is uh, this yeah. The, the, okay, so like, let's just begin. So, so how do independent voters feel about President Biden and America after his first year in office? Let's put it this way: his weak approval ratings might go up if he pulled a Trump and just declared that America was moving on from the pandemic and he was going to go going all in against inflation and high gas prices. Never mind about voting rights or another January six. It's the economy, Joe. So it seemed listening to a New Times opinion focus group with 14 independent voters who are far more worried about their finances than COVID's impact, as the transcript of the conversation below shows. Asked what they held Mr. Biden responsible for and what they would tell him if they had the chance, the independents emphasized energy prices, the economy, and the importance of being a moderate, as well as a desire to avoid COVID mandates and lockdowns. The virus might, might not be done with America, but several of these independents are done with the virus. So this is, a, this is Frank Lentz. I'm like, this is... Um, this is interesting because it's like, uh, you know, it, it's a Frank Luntz fucking, you know, push pull fucking focus group. Like, so, you know, you can't take it too seriously. But I do I do appreciate this, the, the, this view into the minds of people that like these are not people who politics work for. Yeah. But like the presentation of politics is for their benefit. Right. These are the these are the mythical people that are always being courted. These are the people who, you know, uh, they love voting and their votes do decide elections. And like it like. What what comes across here is that like claiming that you're an independent just basically means that you're a Republican, and like uh, it's just like the thing and like it's not like you're an ideological like conservative, but like the the constellation of like contradictory and um just like just beliefs that you have and imbibe um you're just like someone should do something about gas prices or inflation, and this always reminds me of the uh, the focus group um, when they test the uh, the uh, Pucci on itchy and scratchy yeah. and they're just screaming at the kids because like you fucking idiot you're a kid you don't know what you want yeah but well they they want they want they have a consumer based approach to government. Like what? What will make my consumer experience as an American citizen most pleasant? And that means it's through things like yeah, like gas prices and stuff that like they have a direct intersection with. Like more abstract stuff to them doesn't really read at all. Like they are pandered to throughout their entire life as consumers, and that applies to politics as well. And that is a reactionary framework that always does help, like the right, because the assumption there is is the post. 70s you know neoliberal assumption that that the government is here to serve you in that way not to like contribute to a any kind of uh, greater good or ask anything of you it, it's to give you the most frictionless uh transactions possible well, let's jump into the uh, transcript here so uh frank luntz uh the, the luntz he opens it up with give me a word or a phrase to describe life in america today scott who is 53 White from Florida and works in healthcare says divided. Janet, who is 66, white, lives in Ohio and works in customer service, says dismal. Mm. <laughs> Julia, she lives in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no yeah. shit. Yeah. Julia, who is 50, white from Illinois and a small business owner, says disappointment. 
Mm. Don, who is 36, multiracial, lives from Georgia, and is an elementary school teacher, elementary school educator, says, indescribable. <laughs> he should have just said, uh, pass. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, Tanae, who is 44, black, and from California, and the director of security dispatch, says, new normal. <laughs> that, that's the phrase. Damn, damn. New normal. Ooh, he, he was he was like looking at everyone go and he heard indescribable and he's like, Oh, they've upped the ante. All right. I've really gotta I've really gotta show him something here. Uh Nick, who is forty three, white from Pennsylvania and a merchandise designer, says burned out. Azaria, who is thirty eight black from New York and works in hospitality hospitality, says stressful. And Travis, who is 45, white, uh, from Kansas and works in corporate finance, says, lost. Mm. So, Franklin says, sounds like things are, are pretty tough for the country. Do you guys agree with that? What's going on here? Uh, Tanae says, I said new normal. So, let me explain that. Okay. We have never yeah. as a nation experienced anything like this as far as the virus, the variants of it. So it, it, there, it causes a lot of chaos. There's mis misinformation out there. I think it causes a lot of people to be angry. There's more domestic violence. There's more road rage. There's more killings. True. There's Fear a lot that's happening mm -hmm. because people don't know how to actually deal with this or they're in disbelief. Correct. And that's, that's a pretty right, accurate right, that's assumption. True. And it's like I say, like when you, when you read these people's like their assessment of like American life, it's like they're not wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's it just what links up in, in their heads is very different than like I mean, the, the, these are the people who matter i mean they don't matter in politics these are the people for who politics is performed for right this is the imagined audience yeah and the thing is is uh th that's what makes it so frustrating because it's the imagined audience uh for political people to uh to fashion their messages and stuff but they have a fundamentally different like understanding of what those words even mean and like what politics is than the people making it so it really is like trying to communicate with the aliens from fucking arrival. <laughs> and then th that's their entire uh, like there's people being paid millions of dollars in D.C. to be to be like the whisperers when just by the fact that they're there means that they really fundamentally cannot relate to these concepts in a way that that regular people do. But uh, that's not going to stop them from trying. God bless them. Um, Nick says, you know, we've been promised a lot by, by past politicians, and it just seems that nothing ever changes. Correct. I mean, once again, like, ding, accurate. ding, ding. Yeah. Uh, Janet says, it changes. It gets worse. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, so, once again. I mean, like, the, 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 true, uh, true, true, true. The, uh, the souls and wisdom of the common people seem to be, you know, yeah. uh, more attuned to our I reality mean, than the people who uh, pander to them. It's, it's right. Yeah, because they're not feeding all of events through a political lens of like well yes this bad thing is happening but it's because of those other guys that i hate or whatever the fuck they just noticed the secular trend of shittiness they haven't created a narrative out of it where uh actually no this is like temporary and we're gonna get it back next time yeah. when we win the election or whatever the fuck or we just need 85 democrats and that's gonna take care of it uh janet says yes it changes it gets worse I have a grandson. He's on the autism spectrum, and I'm worried about what's happening at school. Do you wear a mask? Don't you wear a mask? I don't know what the future holds. It's scary. And I'm 66, so I've seen this country in a lot of ups and downs, and I feel that this is the lowest point in my lifetime. Well, in, that, in her case, though, part of that is just because she's old, and that yeah. sucks. It's not fun. Being old and near death is bad. People don't like that. So they tend to think that the time when they're old is the worst time ever simply because... For them, it literally is because they're old. She's going to yeah. die. 
What if you're really into sitting down, though? <laughs> That's all you do. That is true. You practically sleep sitting down when you're old. That's true. Some people they have those down. beds. Yeah. They have the craftmatic beds that allow you to sleep sitting up or sleep sitting. Yeah. I know that uh, reproductive freedom is a hot button issue. Well, some people say life doesn't begin until 60. <laughs> and I wonder if she sit. says that. That's what I would say to her if I was in the polling group. Uh, so Franklin says, uh, raise your hands if you agree with that statement, that this is the lowest point in your lifetime. Six of the 14 raise their hands. Alice, who is 60, Latina, uh, lives in New York and is a supervisor for homeless services, says, I think they've taken us back to caveman time where you would walk mm. around with a club. I want what you have. You're not even safe to walk around and go to the train station because someone might throw you off the train. OK, it's a regression. Uh, Jim, 59, who is Asian from California and an office manager, says, we're being tested and everyone is uncertain. Dickie, who is 38, white, from Texas and a financial analyst, says, when Alice was talking about the caveman thing, I can agree with that. I've had my bike stolen here in Austin in a very gentrified neighborhood four different times in the last seven to eight months. Things are kind of chaotic. I feel like there's no rules, really. How do you get his bike back? I mean, is he just buying new bikes all the time? I think he's buying new bikes. I think he's buying new bikes and I also think He's just trying to impress Alice. I can I can tell when you're saying something just because a girl said it. Why don't you <laughs> calm down, Jim? I like this. This is a Jim. This is why everyone steals your bike. They can tell the, what type of guy you are. You're desperate. I like to think that it's the same bike, and he keeps uh, getting it back from like somebody who says they found it on Craigslist, <laughs> and it's the same guy. Yeah, and, and he keeps from giving Francis him. Buxton. He keeps giving him a, a a reward, and he's just like, wow, that. It's really good that that guy keeps finding my bike. <laughs> good luck for me. Uh, Len says, how many of you think uh, that the level of crime is up in America today versus a year ago? Twelve people raised their hands, all but Don and Scott. Julia says, I live in downtown Chicago. I'm sure you've heard on the news what's been happening here. The crime in Chicago is completely out of control. Mark, who is 51, white, te from Texas, and a business manager says, I think it's kind of common sense when you're trying to defund the police that you take away from their budgets. Logically, the crime is going to go up. Frank Luntz, who do you blame for that? Who's responsible? Christine, 50, white from Arizona and a construction project manager, says, local officials. Alice says, mayor. Mark says, and the DAs that are just letting it happen. Jules, 42, white from Virginia and a stay-at-home parent, says, the DAs, yes. <laughs> the DAs, mm. they're just... I mean, well, again, like this is uh, like police departments now are telling people when they respond to a crime. I mean, this is true in New York City that they're like, we'd investigate it, but it won't be prosecuted because the DAs uh, will let the criminals go. So yeah, they're right. like, it's a form of like sort of a, a passive noncompliance and a kind of like a way for cops to be yeah, on strike without. Yeah, they're resisting any threat to their prerogative. Yeah. But then there, are, there is basically no actual defunding of cops anywhere. Cops, uh, their, their budgets are. Up, crime is up in places that have not had any uh, reduction in police budgets at all. But people get frustrated about that and like, actually, you know, the fun movement's talking about make, moving money around to real uh, useful stuff, and it, it, it hasn't even happened. It's like nobody is paying attention to that. Nobody's on your Twitter feed and is aware of the 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 the, uh, the, the abolitionist literature on these subjects. All they do is they watch the news and they see there was a crime and then they hear the cops say they're defending the police and they're like, yeah, they're doing that. And there is no, there is no left challenge to that because it's all just messaging. It's messaging into the ether that gets listened to by a small, relatively small group of hyper-aware political uh, consumers 
and then just completely evaporates before it cuts contact with anybody like this. Yeah, Chicago, you know, has an incredibly pro-police mayor and murders are at a higher rate than they've been since like 1996 and that you can just say that there's like somehow been a successful national defund the police conversation to get around that. And nobody no knows because who knows? That. Nobody knows. Right. Who's right. going to go like look through the fucking books and audit the, I'm going to I'm going to actually investigate that and see if they've defunded the police. No they're not. They're just they've heard defund the police. We should defund the police. And then they say they defunded the police. Look at the crime. And they're going to go, yeah, that's happened. Uh, Tanae says, as far as defunding the police, I have to be honest. It makes me angry. You need to come up with another solution if you want to defund something. And I get mm. it because there's, <laughs> because there's so much racism happening. There's so many people being killed of my color. That is a problem. But if you're going to defund something, you need to have a solution. There is too much happening. Women being stalked and killed. There is a lot of child trafficking. What do we do about that? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I was like, I was with you until you're saying there's a lot of child exactly. trafficking. Exactly, it's like, like, oh right, this is just Facebook. Yeah. You're just on Facebook, yeah. and you know, time. like, and again, like, you, 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 uh, you see a story about Jeffrey Epstein or like what he's up to, and you're like, oh well, yeah, like the heights of power. Like, assume, assuming child trafficking is rampant everywhere, but like once it gets filtered through pace, Facebook, it's just like if you see a white van anywhere, it's trafficking children. Yeah, right. It's like you we will be ste- you, they will steal you off the street and yes. sell you to like the you know uh, yeah. the villains yeah. who taken or whatever. Have you seen that stuff where it's like if you you see like a manila envelope in a windshield that means they've marked your car to yeah. traffic you <laughs> yeah um uh don this is funny don says i was actually on the end of defunding the police at one point but here recently in my area in georgia crime has skyrocketed we haven't heard from don before i like did that did i did i mention don it doesn't say like what, what his job is nope but he's, he says, I'm I'm not, not heard of I was on the end of defunding the police it doesn't say whether it was a policeman or not i don't know let me look up don here has he been mentioned before He's on the end of it. What does that mean? He was uh, Don is thirty six, multiracial, Georgia, and an elementary school educator. Okay, okay. Well, okay. he, so he, he admits was, the teachers are cops. Yeah, he, he was the one who said it's indescribable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not teaching those kids okay, a lot. So this is the Ralph Wiggum of the group. Yeah, yeah. Kind of disregard yeah. anything he has to say. Yeah. Don is sucking his thumb. <laughs> he's a, he's tasting the knob <laughs> from the fucking uh, itchy and scratchy. And Don, yeah, Don called Frank once. Mom asked him to <laughs> open the milk. Uh, so Lund says, are any of you so concerned about what's happening out there that you literally lose sleep at night over it? Six of the 14 raised their hands. Frank Lund, said, <laughs> Frank Lund said, what are you losing sleep over? Uh, Janet says, the pandemic. Who is going to be next? That kind of thing. What can we do to help? Alice says, keeping this roof over my head. I don't want to be the one to be in a shelter because I work for uh, one on the weekend, a woman's shelter. I don't want to become that client. So that was worrying me. I had to go to the doctor and get short-term a little medication. I'm like, listen, I need you to shut this down. Shut the brain down because this is, I don't want to become a statistic like that. I don't know what, she went to the doctor to get a little medication to shut shut the brain down. <laughs> this doctor, <laughs> damn. She found the last doctor feel good. Felix is like, what, where's she from? Yeah, wait, wait, what's, what's her what's job? What's her town from? What's your, what, what network is she in? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like she got like a benzodiazepine from her doctor, which is like, I got to say all sympathy to people who have a problem with that. I do not understand being addicted to it. It's like to me, that's like being addicted to the feeling you get from like waking up from a two hour nap. I don't get it, it's but everyone's different, I, I suppose. Uh, Lentz says, do you live paycheck to paycheck? Alice says, yes. How uh, Luntz, how many of you by show of hands live paycheck to paycheck? Seven people raise their hands. 
Travis, you indicated you're losing sleep. Over what? Travis says, just general frustration. I think it's mm-hmm. the sensationalism the media puts forward and the fear-mongering that puts it out there. And I'm fearful for our, for our democracy because of it. Uh, Patrick Healy, this is the New York Times reporter, says, Allison Travis just made two points. One is about the condition of the economy, and one is about the condition of our democracy. You can certainly be worried about both, but I do want to ask for a show of hands, which worries you more? The condition of the economy? Eight raised their hands. The condition of our democracy? Seven raised their hands. Julia votes twice. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Christine, could you speak to the economy and mark democracy? Christine says, my husband was laid off twice since this all started, and we missed house payments, and I had to learn a lot about the economy and waterfall payment stuff. She says, and waterfall payment stuff, and every, what, what does waterfall payment refer to? Well, you know. You don't you, go chasing it. Well, That's all I know. <laughs> now, I, as non-homeowners, none of us are fucking uh, qualified to talk about this. I have no idea. It's, well, it's probably something to do with a mortgage. I don't know. Well, you like... um. You know, you get your mortgage as for your house, right? Uh-huh. But when you buy your waterfall, that's okay, like a different got, yeah. mortgage. Yeah. Uh, and now constantly inside, I'm stressed out waiting for it to all to happen again. Getting laid off and the economy being all over. Then you talk about supply chain stuff. I could use a little more assurance and plans instead of a lot of shrugging and saying that things are better than they are. I would prefer some straight truth. Uh, so Lent says, who's saying things are better than they are? Christine, Jen Psaki for one. And some occasional media and people on Twitter. So if you ever look at Twitter, that's just crazy. <laughs> Again, mm, correct, correct, correct. Yeah, no, he's yeah. right. Uh, it says uh, Healy says, Christine, have you and your husband found jobs? Did you find jobs pretty quick? Christine says, Oh yeah, he's got other jobs. He got laid off twice from the same company. So this is a new company now, but it's all remote because we're in Arizona, and where he works is now in Washington State. So it's been very weird. Patrick Healy, is he making more money now than he was before? Christine, yes, he actually is. Mark says democracy is more concerning. Okay. Want to take a guess where this is going to go? He says, I'm very concerned about democracy more than the economy. Mark continues, you see how the Democrats in power, they seem to be wanting changing the rules, you know, voting (laughs) rights. We can't win free and fair elections. So let's change some rules there. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one guy who's actually concerned about the state of our democracy is that he's like, Democrats are cheating. Yeah. No, this is, this is like, Central casting Luntz group. Okay, Luntz. If you could speak to them, what would you tell the politicians that they don't get about your life? Jules says, I don't care about COVID anymore. I want my kids to have a regular life. I don't want the masks. I don't want them in social distancing. I do not worry about them getting sick. Frank Luntz says, Alice, what would you tell them? I need one of you to shadow me for at least two weeks from paycheck to paycheck. Travis, don't be afraid to admit when you're wrong. Stop always trying to stick to the narrative. Travis, can you give an example of something you wish uh, of someone you wish would admit they were wrong? Travis, Anthony Fauci. I feel like he just continuously yeah. can't ever be cornered Correct. and wants to continuously okay. move the goalposts, and that's in the name of science. And I don't think he's pr- probably a bad person, but I can't well, stand to listen to he's the guy. <laughs> but no, that Fauci. I've talked. We've talked about how it's insane that he didn't like quit over the mask thing when it happened. But like he he has had to be the face of this constantly shifting narrative and it's he's always there and there can never be any impression that he was wrong about anything and so if you're not invested in like him as a totem of science and virtue against you know, mindless uh, neanderthals it, it just looks like they're, they're full of shit this fucking asshole up here is just like oh yeah nah never mind what i said two weeks ago i'm also i'm still a genius uh, i'm gonna save your life and you have to uh, trust everything i have to say 
Yeah, they should have gotten rid of that asshole a long time ago. Fucking Biden should have fired him out of a cannon on his inauguration. Day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lunsko, I mean, he he asked for them to like give them like a, like one word descriptors of the Democrats and Republicans. Like, uh, you know, just, it's not, not worth going through. Yeah, uh, Lentz says. I'm going to ask you this question because I'm trying to understand you. You sound like you're independent because you reject both political parties. Not that you like them both and you want to choose between both, but you're actually, you're rejectors. Christine, do I have it right? Christine says, yes, absolutely. I am so sick of the stranglehold duopoly. It just frustrates me so much. Keeps everybody infighting among the people while they all just go to their barbecues and cocktail parties and laugh. True. They w yeah. just want the power. They couldn't care less about us. True. We need more options. Now, again, like, uh, you know, Christine, like I, I, I feel you. Like I, I mean, like yeah, like. But the thing is, I, when she's like, we just need more options. Like if we had a parliamentary system with like four or five major political parties, I don't think Christine would be happy with the results because I think she would essentially be complaining about the same thing. Yes, they're always fighting against each other. Nothing ever gets done. You know, it's like right. Well, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think like more boutique political parties would like fill fit the need of these people to be represented. Well, because they imagine that. The, that there is a version of participatory democracy at this point of time in the United States of America that would realistically uh, center the needs of regular people. And that cannot happen. The power concentrates at the top out of uh, centrifugal force. It's not, it can't go anywhere else. You'd need to actually decouple uh, the political system from the the finance apparatus that dictates pretty much everything that uh, is done politically, uh, and that need that that would require a much more radical break uh, with our traditions than adding a few more political parties to the mix. But if you are a regular person, like that kind of radical change is not even really conceivable. Like what it would take to do that to e is outside of possibility therefore not even worth thinking about or 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 considering so all you can really do is just pine for one more choice that will be that will make you feel good and you know that's the people who have succeeded uh in cutting through the 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 cynicism and and uh loathing and alienation of politics in the 21st century like obama and like trump are people who did it by appearing in their person, even if they, the party is still the same old party, as fundamentally a break with yeah. something. Yeah. As different. And that is, that's all we could look to. And uh, Janet says, uh, what she just said is perfectly correct. I try to vote on policy and not look at the parties because the parties are what's killing us. They can't compromise. Um, Jim says, stand up for what you believe, both sides. You can't be too liberal. And if you don't agree with your party, speak up. If you can't be honest with yourself, then people see through that. We deserve better in politics. Uh, Patrick Healy says, we're going to turn now to President Biden and want to talk about his first we're, year we're, in we're office. We're here to turn to President Joe Brandon. <laughs> Can I get a word or phrase that describes but, President Biden? Does I'm anyone just, say I'm just Joe Brandon? I hope someone says Brandon. <laughs> I'm just going to go through call it. Brandon? Uh, just calmness. Mm. <laughs> Facts. Out Facts. of touch. Incoherent. <laughs> Reasonable. Functional adult. Pathetic. Clueless, detached, puppet, complete disaster, spaced out. Um, I think it would be a very powerful statement if they did a video where Biden has all these words written on his face. 
like a TikTok. Like an anti-bullying TikTok? Yeah, it's like these are all the things. Well, not even anti-bullying, just like these are all the things people perceive me as. You know, out of touch, as Brandon, as an adult. And it's I'm all these things. <laughs> I'm Brandon and I'm Joe. Uh, Luntz says, tell me the best thing about Joe Biden. What has he brought to Washington in the last year? Uh, Don said, I said functioning adult because I haven't seen that in the past four years. I've seen someone who really decimates anyone that's not like him. Alice says the distributions of those vaccines, they became more available whether we agreed to the vaccine or not. We've been able to have access as quickly as we do and in different neighborhoods. <laughs> I mean, like, this is like, I, let me, like I, I bet you Alice is like against the vaccine, but she's like, I really support Joe Biden making it available to everyone in many neighborhoods. Also, that's like he became president when the vaccines were available. Like, that's why they're available now. If Trump had gotten reelected, they still would have been ruled out the same exact time. It's like you're fucking blaming him for a or you're giving him credit for like a fucking eclipse. <laughs> that is the perfect stupid American opinion. Like everything about it. The part where it's like a cargo cult <laughs> where it's where it's like, well, yeah, no, he like made the vaccines. He made more of them. Uh, the part the part where it's like, I don't really agree with it, but it's e I think they're a microchip, but you can get them anywhere. <laughs> like everything about it it's great that's like i mean if you what, want who is an american if you want to be tracked with the mark of the beast you can get it at walgreens and respect yeah yeah <laughs> that is, yeah uh, my my favorite reply though was christine just says and this is uh, this is a again in response to the question um uh what's the best thing about joe biden what has he brought to washington in the last year christine just says corn pop story was funny <laughs> Love you, Christine. Again, Christine, Christine correct. Correct. Yeah, correct. Like Christine's my favorite by yeah. far. Christine's Absolutely really, yeah. Dingers. Corn pop story. That Boston was story. very funny. Uh, skipping ahead, Patrick Healy, says, Patrick Healy says, let me get a show of hands. Are you confident that President Biden and his team can get COVID under control during his term in office? Jim, Dickey, and Alice raised their hands. And how many of you don't believe that they can get it under control? Scott, Janet, Christine, Jules, Julia, Don, Tanay, Mark, Nick, Azaria, and Travis mm. raised their hands. Mm. Travis says, you can't control the virus. Alex says, exactly. And I got to say, uh, they're, they're not wrong about that. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. but the thing is like, okay, like, Theoretically, we could have done more to control the virus, but they're like, you know, realistically, there's not much any government can do in the best best possible circumstances or policies to totally contain the spread of a respiratory virus virus that is this um, infectious. Right. Um, but the thing is, the funny thing, like if Biden had implemented those measures, all of these same people would be complaining about yeah. it. No, yeah, you cannot win. The porridge is never the right temperature in America. No. Patrick Healy. Can I hear some from someone who voted for Biden in 2020 who does not want him to run again? Why is that? Alice says he's too old. <laughs> Scott says both parties can put better people to run than the two that we're getting. It's really sad. I think Beto O'Rourke is a good choice or Buttigieg is a good choice. I think um, uh, Kinzinger is a good choice. Fred Upton, you know, Tom Rice, Doug Ducey. Oh I've my God! What the fuck? Never, Could this guy <laughs> spring fully formed from the head of David Brooks, dude? Does he follow minor league Congress? Yeah. The D fuck Doug is this Ducey, farm team? Tom Rice, Fred Upton. I've never heard of these people. I know Upton no. is Kate Upton's dad. I think. Oh really? No, yeah. Uncle or uncle? Yeah. Uncle? Uh, okay. He, and uh, Upton and Kinsinger are both like uh, anti-Trump Republicans in the House. Okay. Uh, and of course, they're both leaving the House because that's not a tenable position. So this guy is like a never Trumper, basically. But like a kind of like a centrist one, uh, or like well he'll vote for Democrats too. He yeah he's like the ideal American voter. He is the guy who everybody who writes 
uh, columns about uh, what the party should do is imagining is this dude there. He is going to be shot with a fucking trank dart after this and taken to be studied and cloned by the New York Times yeah, editorial this guy, board. And this guy would be properly numerically representative of American voters if there was still one of him but a thousand people in this group. Yeah. Um, uh, Dickie says, I would like to see someone. Beto O'Rourke, he's from my home state. I loved Mitt Romney. He seemed down the middle. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Christine says, I'd like a woman. Maybe Tulsi Gabbard. Scott says Gretchen Whitmer. <laughs> They're just naming women now. Damn. They just like <laughs> they love females. And like they're, 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 like I, I mean I, I know I know Christine and Scott. I don't know I don't know if they they said it earlier, but like these are the same people that are like again their perception of how crummy and shitty everything in it is correct yeah. and more correct than the people asking them these questions. One hundred percent. Their perception of the world or whatever. But then they're like the same people who are like you know I vote on policy. I really like Pete Buttigieg, but Mitt Romney, I love him too. <laughs> they both seem down the middle. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you got them, you would get anything else than what we have now. Like, they are avatars of, uh, uh, they're just the, the most, like, uh, inoffensive meatball or oatmeal version of the shit stew that they've been pouring down your yeah. gullet your entire life. Um, yeah, and I a, do like it, when they say I like I I'd like a woman, and they just start naming women that they think of it. Yeah. Gretchen Whitmer and Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, well, you, yeah, like I like Beto because he's he's from my home state, and then he might as well have been like, and I like Mitt Romney because he's from a different state that I don't usually <laughs> think of. Like, it's yeah, uh, it's awesome a little cheat sometimes. Right? I see, oh Mitt Romney, and then I think of Utah, and I'm like, oh yeah, Utah's there. Yeah, because like I'll be honest, I don't remember all the states. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Luntz says, okay, I'm Joe Biden. You get a chance to tell me one thing and you only have 10 seconds to do it. What would you tell me? Jewel says, no vaccine mandates. Travis, get rid of your staff. (laughs) (laughs) Azaria, no lockdowns. No more lockdowns. Alice, fix the crime rate. (laughs) Mm. Jim, take action and be honest and go for it. (laughs) Yes, sir. That's my favorite favorite response. Yes, sir. This, okay, this is really good. Tanae coming out of left field says, start regulating the ports. I just like I could not have predicted that response in a start million years. Start ports? regulating the ports. Does she think that our ports are like uh like Barbados in the age of sail? <laughs> like they're all being run by pirate kings? <laughs> uh Mark says Get the border under control and take it much more seriously than you are currently. Janet says, please be moderate like you used to be. And don't tell me that I have to wear a mask anymore. Okay. Healy says the anniversary of January 6th was pretty recent. How concerned are you that in the next presidential election, there will be some kind of attempt to undermine the election, to change the outcome of the election, violence, or are you not concerned with that? Jewel says, I'm not concerned. I also do not think that January 6th was remotely the disaster that it's being made out to be. There we go. Just uh, normal I people. Mean, I mean, it, at, at the end of the day, the people who want you to care about January 6th and be frantic about it and be anxious, their only strategy with what to do with that information is to try to get other people to care as much as them. And I'm just saying, from a pragmatic perspective, that is a hard road to hoe. Look at and these. You should think about that. <laughs> Look at these assholes over here in the focus group. Ordinary fucking people. Mm-hmm. I love them. I love them. Uh, he goes, uh, Nick says, uh, I'm not too concerned. We've always had those issues with Chad's in Florida. 
Mm. I like that he's talking about the meme. Yeah. <laughs> Chad's in Florida. They've been kicking sand in my face. <laughs> uh, there's always been questions about what's called into our elections and said that they were unfair. Dickey says, I'm only concerned if Trump is running again. I think our elections are safer now than they've ever been and more tabulated. Mm. Alice says, I'm not concerned. The United States knows how to lock things down. <laughs> Just a second ago, you were saying you didn't want any more lockdowns. Shut up. Oh. You uh, Luntz says, I always do this. Anything you want to ask Patrick, I'll let the two of you. He does not know I'm going to do this. He's, go he's got to go on the spot. Julia says, I want to ask if anyone knows. We know that Biden is just a puppet. Who's pulling the strings? <laughs> I would like to know. <laughs> Patrick Kilia. Julia, I don't think... I don't think that's true. And that's, it's not just my opinion. I don't believe that he's a puppet. He's as Julia, who is pulling the string? <laughs> Patrick oh. Healy, he was elected fair and square in 2020. So he's the president. That's not, you're not that's answering not the question. Answer. I said, no, 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 you can be who, fairly elected and still be a puppet. Puppets get elected yeah. all the time. What is the argument that the 80 year old man who is barely coherent in public uh, conversation uh, is actually directing policy, is like pushing. Uh, a a coordinated agenda how is that remotely plausible and here you've got these simple country rubes the the common clay of the new west you know morons mm. able to detect yeah the drooling uh senile man is not in charge of the country yeah and then you've got the uh hot shot Times, washington yeah. insiders like oh you silly peasants oh, of course he no, was elected like, like i mean i don't know if he's doing like I, I i don't think patrick healy is being like uh consciously like evasive or dismissive he's just like like he here is like oh like i biden's a puppet like who's pulling his strings and then like, his response is he was elected fair and square in 2020 it's like yeah. those two things are not contradictory, not contradictory at all so uh, he goes uh scott says this is the problem this is the problem luntz what's the problem that people think these things, that the election was rigged, that it was stolen, that Biden's a puppet. I mean, this is the problem in this country, that people believe this stuff. Janet says, but he ran as a moderate and he hasn't done anything moderately. It's, what all, would moderate it's been all listening to the progressives. What 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 would <laughs> that, be moderate? Here's what the, would be acting moderate? They wouldn't they don't know. No, exactly. Like because they like like moderate it's Republican. Good. Moderate, is, moderate good. is good and progressive or like uh too conservative, like that's bad. But so but Whatever a Democrat does, Republicans will say you're doing exactly. progressive stuff. You're doing and, socialism. And yeah. Things get worse no matter what. So you're assuming he's doing progressive yeah, stuff. Exactly. If he was things doing are moderate worse. stuff, my life would be getting if better. If he was doing moderate stuff, the gas wouldn't be exactly. as high as it and was. Exactly. Same thing yeah. with like when a, when a Republican's in charge. The, the, the liberals say, oh, this is all conservative. And they're like, if he'd only done moderate stuff, my <laughs> gas would be cheaper and uh, my, 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 uh, my milk would be less expensive. There's no moderate thing. That's yeah. that's just a feeling. It yeah. is. It's yeah. use the term of the era a vibe, and it is a it's a it is a phantom vibe. It is the thing that you'll chase off of the fucking cliff to oblivion. So uh, Scott says, "Well, Trump Trump ran as the least racist person in the world." He said, and we know how that turned out. So I mean, people say things. Christine says that's irrelevant. Janet says, "But he's been a moderate for forty years, Biden, and then all of a sudden he's not. So something's wrong." <laughs> It's just no, you're right, Matt. It's because because someone on TV said he's not a moderate anymore, and yeah. she goes, "Oh, like, well, well yeah." And, and he was just some asshole for 40 years. Now he's the president. Now he is in charge of all the bad stuff. So why you only have that filter to go through? Moderate is good. Moderate is never attained by anyone in power. Yeah, no, and so 
anyone's failing is their failure to be moderate. No, no, you can be moderate, but only if you're a Republican president in hindsight. Yes. Like George W. Bush was a moderate president now. That's what yes. people believe. Right. Yeah. But it has, once again, at this way what these people may say, absolutely nothing to do with their policies, nope. their messaging, mm -mm. or anything that has happened in the course of these people's lives that is affected or not by anything these people nope. do in power. Nope. The person in power is representative of everything happening in your life mostly the bad stuff because things keep getting worse like even if like a good example that guy the woman who's saying her husband lost he got uh laid off twice now he has a new job making more money yeah and like like the the, the lanyard types the iglesiae of the world are like mm -hmm. people like to say america sucks and it's like but look at all the rich they are and how good the economy is doing it's like yeah but that's not how it Feels. Yeah, that's all. That like, even if matters. you're making more money, like the experience of being laid off twice, twice causes like, a huge amount of stress oh, I've got and anxiety. Money, yeah. How long is it going to last? Yeah. I, like, that's a real thing. So even as the economy goes up and down, your general sense of yourself gets less and less secure over time, and it's the, the fault of the person in charge. And why? All you have, the only vocabulary you have to make sense of it is, well, there's good moderation, and then there is evil partisanship. And since things are bad, it's because they were being partisan. They weren't being moderate. Uh, this is the last thing I'll read here. It says, uh, uh, a show, Patrick Keeley says, a show of hands. Are you confident that President Biden and the Democrats have a plan to improve the economy, to deal with inflation? Nobody raises a hand. Mm. Uh, Patrick Keeley says, I'm curious. What do you think is fair to hold Biden responsible for? Julia says, definitely gas prices, definitely inflation, definitely the Afghanistan disaster. Travis, poor energy policy. Christine, foreign policy. I have concerns, <laughs> but again, like, what are those concerns? Like, it could be like he's uh, he's being too hawkish on uh, you know uh, NATO and the U Ukraine, or he's not hawkish enough. Like, he's not standing up to China. Uh, Tanae says inflation. This is my favorite answer in the entire thing. Dicky says how we feel about ourselves. That's the thing you can hold Biden more responsible for than anything else. How we feel about ourselves. That's correct. But though. you know what? That's correct. He's the rightest yeah. guy that in is the whole right. thing he, he, so far. The president Christine is, is the is the smartest Christine person, is the in, smartest this, in, person in, this. in this fucking room because that is at the end of the day that is what you can hold politicians accountable it's for. It's the only thing that actually because you don't know any of the other shit. <laughs> yeah, like you, you you can think you could say gas prices, but gas prices is just the fact that when you go to pump gas, you get to think about how much it costs, and that makes you feel anxious and all that stuff. The president actually has relatively little to say about gas prices, and that's one thing that Washington smug fucks love to point out. It's like these who rubes. They think they want gas. They want gas's prices low, but they don't even know why. What causes it? Like, yeah, they don't. They know how it makes them feel, though. And it's like so. The president is there to absorb your feeling about yourself, and that means that he is going to just be this avatar of everything bad. Uh, but it, it, politics for you then becomes uh, a, a quest to replace him with somebody who will make you feel good, which can't happen. You can only they can only ever represent what makes you feel bad unless you stop trying to be an independent see this is the thing and this is what's going to happen like i know that felix likes to talk about the thirty thousand person election but there's an alternative when you get everybody voting everyone is voting and everyone is a fervent partisan but they have basically turned their approach to culture and fandom into politics and because that's the only way you can get any real fun out of it that's the only way people in power can be on your side is if you have decided that the fact that they make other people miserable and they stand in for other people's misery makes you feel good in comparison. 
And that's the only joy that comes from political participation. And these chumps are losing out on it. <laughs> yeah. So they got to they pick a side. If yeah. they want to have a good time, they got to pick a fucking side. You know what? Um, I'm, I'm doing an audible. Let's just uh, let's end with um, uh, Eric Adams talking about fruit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the entire time I was reading this article or hearing this article, I was like, well, what politician... What politician could like get the maximum amount of people in this room, like on paper? In practice, it's a different thing. But these all, every dope in this room does sound like a potential Eric Adams Democrat. Yes! See, that is, Eric Adams is the only Democrat who has been, a, who has shown even a glimmer of the ability to give what Trump gives, which is the ability to just embody in their personality, uh, the the ambient like good feelings of somebody like like the reflecting back on them like their narcissistic best uh, uh, perceptions of themselves and, and let them like that like a way to train because that was a big part of Trump's ap appeal among nonpartisan Republicans was that hey you know here's a guy he's entertaining he reminds me of me uh, and that allowed him to capture a bunch of people and turn them into Republicans. And look, and, oh, no Democrat can do that because they're all a bunch of hair shirt fucking uh, school marms. Eric Adams can actually make you feel good about being you. And that is really the only hope anybody has at the top of any ticket. Eric Adams, like whether it's like commending you for avoiding seed oils or how <laughs> you eat fruit or like just, OK, the stuff he said about COVID where he's like, you know, we don't have to be depressed all the time. Yeah. But it's like that he's. The only guy yes. saying that because the side. democratic response is we're not going to be able to do anything about it, but you should also feel bad. Yeah, you should well, feel well, terrible wow. about this. Wonderful deal. Well, I get to we, I get to uh, have no hope that I will not be under the cloud of potential infection. My family uh, under the cloud of potential infection, and I should also worry about it all the time. Well, versus yeah, there's a virus, but you know what? You can have a good time. You well, can feel look, good about that. I, I know, like, this is probably going to, like, make a lot of people angry. But, like, based on, if you're going off this focus group and you are someone who even begrudgingly cares about, like, the Democrats, like, being a bulwark against Republican right. rule over this country. Like, it doesn't what, matter how bad they are. They're yeah, the like, better yeah, than yeah, the other two. They're the, the two better are. alternative. And, like, you know, like, the, the prospects of, like, you know, a, a unified Republican government being in charge right. of everything is, is, is you know, like that, that's in the nightmare scenario. That's, that's fascism coming to America. And For them. I, I yeah. think it's all bullshit. But okay, yes, but, like, think, right, but, right, right. but, like, going off this focus group, if you are concerned about preventing a wipeout in the midterms or like ensuring a chance of a Democrat being elected president in 2024, I think the single most concrete thing Joe Biden could do is end mask mandates. It's true. And like you, you may you may not like that or whatever, but like, like that is a, you know, kitchen table bread and butter issue that people are pissed off about. They're tired yeah. of. And that Biden, if he would just waved it away and was just like, listen, man, no more masks. Yeah. You don't got to wear them anymore. And the thing is, is and like, like you, you might... could say that would be a disaster for a public health uh, pr pr perspective. But like if you believe that Republicans being in charge would be a worse disaster from a public health perspective, you're kind of shit out of luck. You have to take the pragmatic view here because the, 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 the Democrats being like just the party of the vaccine response. Where like all the vaccine, or I'm sorry, uh, COVID response, where they are, they are the avatar of all COVID response. They just then are there to absorb every negative fucking feeling about it, and the Republicans get to just be hands off. And you know who's pissed at the Republicans? Just the same Democrats. Who cares about them? They're all in their little enclaves. They're not a, a, a threat electorally. Uh, they're not going to go anywhere else anyway. 
but like those persuadable voters, they actually want to feel like things are back to normal. I and mean, that is an insane thing to think. And it's, it is, it's a death drive, but it's also a real instinct uh, in the, in people, in voters. And yeah, that's the only thing you can really do. And, and even you can point out, Oh, but most mass mandates are at the, like the city level and the state level. It's like, doesn't matter that's that makes it even better him just saying it can just yeah. be meaningless bullshit and not actually impact no, anything. exactly like if you're concerned about people not wearing masks then biden like the, the solution is biden just going on tv and saying no one has to wear a mask anymore mm-hmm. even if it's not enforced or like is in, in fact they try technically required they tried to do that last fall last spring they tried that that was like their for when the, when the first big post-vaccine uh drop in cases happened uh they were like, yeah, the CDC says you don't have to wear masks anymore, uh, even indoors. Like, they were dying to do it. But then you had the spike again, and then, and now they've had been, like, scrambling ever since. They needed, they, they, yeah, doing something like that is their only hope to I'm sorry, like, This is the thing that these out. people would respond to, because it's something tangible in their lives that's making them feel bad. And if, like, someone in authority was just like, you don't have to feel bad, even if it's bad policy... Yeah. They like they, I think the the benefits would accrue to Biden, and like the only people mad about it would be people who are already going to vote for him no matter what. Right. You would yeah, get a lot of people who would be like, "This is the last time I vote for a Democrat for president for another four years." <laughs> get a lot of people like that. Well, um, like I said, when we're talking about Adams, I just have to share this clip of uh, the boy. Favorite time of the day out getting some fruit. This fruit stand is open late at night. These guys work hard. You know, you come out, you get your first bit of fruit. <laughs> you know, this is this is New York. You know, you get up early enough, you get the fruits nice and fresh as they're unstacking them. Patronizing my small businesses, even my street vendors. Love it. Very natural. We're gonna get through this, New York. Get stuff yes, done, dude. Yes. Like, get, get stuff, stuff done. done. Get stuff done. Get your fruit. Get stuff done. And I love it. it's like only in New York. That's, only in New York, yeah. the greatest city in the world. The only city in the world you wake up early enough, you get fresh fruit on the street. That's what I, I love about him is like usually when a Democrat is like stilted and fucked up, it's like John Kerry, right? Yeah. It's like oh, you like you spent five years of your life on a sailboat. You know, yeah. Whom amongst us does not enjoy the dunked donut? You know, uh, but most people are stilted and fucked up. Yeah, you make them talk in front of a camera. They're they're gonna say something weird. They're gonna laugh weirdly. Like most people do not have media training. Most people are strange to talk to. At least for the first few minutes, you do. He's the only politician who's like weird in the way that just like a guy you know would be weird. Yeah, you know. He has natural, uh, natural indigo childness. <laughs> he has, as he has himself said many times, swag. Right. Um, I, as long as we're on this topic of uh, focus groups, opinion polls, and Eric Adams, I do have to point out the uh, uh, John Fave star of uh, Pod Save the Pod Save the World, Pod Save the Planet. Uh, he he posited a, a query to Twitter the other day that was just like, you know, Eric Adams has like, you know, uh, like 
over 60% approval ratings among voters in New York City, but like on Twitter, everybody hates them. Like, I, th I think it'd like be, you know, like uh, uh, beneficial to like look into this gap. It's another one of these endless cycles of like, mm, just a reminder, Twitter isn't the real world. And the only people saying that are people for whom Twitter is absolutely their only real yes. world of their colleagues, friends, jobs, opinions, yeah. everything. So, I mean, like, yeah, we're talking about the, the, this gap in opinion for, like, why, why is Eric Adams popular? But, like, keep in mind, Eric Adams has been mayor for, like, two weeks. Right. Like, it, I'm saying, like, this is a honeymoon period. And, like, in those two weeks, like, 50 people have burned to death in fucking like, houses. Yes, and, but and, yeah. he also took his first paycheck in crypto. Yep. Yeah. That's true. Which is just, that's something that, like, a guy who worked at a Gulf Supply warehouse would do. And, you know, like I said, like, Eric Adams, his approval rating will come down well that, yes, that, that's because inevitable. New right, right, right. New York, yeah it's just like it, it, new yorkers are miserable they love hating their mayor right yeah. he's there to be hated and he's going to do things unique to him he is going to fuck up in ways only he can trust and believe he will he's going he's going to blow it quite a few times it's going to happen we're all sad about it but it's going to happen and then he'll be president of the united states that's yep. right because no one Everywhere else in the entire country, they'll be like, "Oh, your thing is that like people in New York hate you." Yeah, yeah. Fine. and 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 who who hates him? Progressive people. It's right. True. So he could just be like, you know, like I I I'll govern I govern as a swag moderate. Yep. And then just like a few yeah. other people in the media saying like, uh, Eric Adams is uh, taking flack for his moderate swag, and like that's it. He's already <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's on the way. He's on the way. It doesn't matter what anything else he does or yep. says or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And, he could run as the swagged out moderate swagged who is always being attacked and hated by uh, the, the, the citizens of New York City who <laughs> yeah. can't stop complaining that their bagel isn't toasted enough. Right. Blame it on the mayor. It doesn't matter if like, you know, people will hate him, like building code stuff, just like not knowing how to do anything, just like putting the dumbest people in charge of shit. The snowplow is running in July, hitting a kid, all the shit that's going to happen. <laughs> but that's like, that's all like, that's all municipal politics, you know? Like, no one actually follows it. Like, for, as far as they'll know, they'll be like, oh, well, they like, they like, they love de Blasio because he was d doing Black Lives Matter, but they hate Eric Adams because he was like, you don't have to wear a mask. Yep. Even if that never all happened. All you got to do is tell the story. Right. Yeah. He's, it, it won't matter that he uh, spent like the entire city budget on an NFT of Patrick Ewing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are there any Patrick Ewing NFTs available? Because I'd like I would I would I'd like to invest now. Mm -hmm. I the the uh, sweating Ewings. It's time. <laughs> I, got some, I got some rare. I sweaty got some Ewing. sweaty Ewings. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Well, uh, thank you for thank you, listener, for uh, participating in this focus group. Yes. Um, we take yeah. your concerns very seriously, thank and you. we'll be uh, altering our message uh, forthwith. We hear you. We see you. Yeah, we value we, you. And like, well, look, we're removing the stigma of being a focus group participant <laughs> on this show. <laughs> uh, anything you want to say before we leave, Boris? Oh, little guy. You want to give me a kiss? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. There he goes. There we go. Oh. All right. All right. Okay. All right, gang. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye bye.
get stuff done.